Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. Uh, and I'm Chris uh, Miliato, just hanging out here. Uh, Garrett, uh, excited to record, and you can know I'm excited to record because I turned off Peacock to join you. Oh, you know- I have a feeling I know what you were doing. Do you think do you think I was watching NXT or something? I feel like it involves Miss Borelli's. It does. I was watching Girls 5 Eva. The second yeah. season is really good. I really got to get into that and then we can do a side podcast about it. It's it's delightful. Uh there's an episode in the second season where they try to figure out if one of their band members faked their own death. It's tremendous. Honestly, tremendous. that that doesn't sound unlike something that would happen in wrestling. I think three man band. I think Gender Mahal died three or four years ago. <laughs> he's just a hologram, and Vince just uh, put the. He's like, "Can you put a hologram on steroids?" And it turns out you can. And so he just holo- steroided up the hologram, and then he was like, "This is much better than the gender I remember." When you have billions of dollars to <laughs> to put into garbage content. Nothing matters. That's the big question. Is Triple H gonna put gonna push gender? Um, I'm guessing not. Man, I don't okay. So I was texting all afternoon with Derek about this. I wish to God Derek could be on the show because Derek basically said after KO's so this last uh this last Monday, KO came out and did a promo on Raw where he's the prize fighter again. Okay. And Derek said in his living room, he basically ripped his AEW shirt off to reveal a WWE shirt underneath. I was going to say, Derek is a small child and he's finding the time to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. I I don't know if I understand Derek. I'm going to, it's going (laughs) to. He is like, he seems so pumped and scared. I wish he was on here to talk about this but yeah he was he is basically like tony khan is in trouble which for the first time since aew's existence he is in a little bit of trouble it does seem like for the first time the momentum has kind of reversed a little bit and we may we may be settling into aew being sort of in a specific place if if, if wwe is going to be in a strong place it, it might it, it has felt like the two things, one was going up and one was going down. I'm trying to make hands. I can't make an arrow gesture, but you can't see that anyway, guys. Um, and now it does feel a little bit like AEW is maybe kind of plateauing and WWE is having a moment where it's going up. And we'll see. I mean, I, again, I always say I'm not too concerned. As long as Tony Khan feels like he's making enough money to continue making AEW, I'm good. I don't need AEW to be number one. I don't need it to like win ratings wars. I just, I just want the show to continue existing so that I have something fun to watch on Wednesday nights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like as long as they keep providing me with the content that has satisfied me so much up until this point, like even when I think it might possibly be a little bad, it ends up entertaining me. So, you know, for at this point for WWE to like get me to actually start tuning in. I'm not going to watch every Monday in hopes that it's good. No, I'm going to need a lot of people for a few weeks to be telling me like you are missing banger matches weekly. 
And I don't, yeah. I just don't see that happening, even though they have three hours to fill where there should be at least one amazing match every week with the people they have there. I don't think we're there yet. Again, I think we're still in that auditing phase of like, okay, things are, seem like they're getting better. Call me when Cody's back. I, I'm a Cody guy. I, I really, I, I love Cody. It, it broke my heart a little bit when he left AEW, but now I kind of feel like, uh, that was the end of something, and maybe that was a good thing, because certainly a certain era in our wrestling lives was ending as it was. And so maybe Cody leaving put sort of a, a fine point on that period. And now he's off doing his thing in WWE and seems like he's having a good time. And the little bit that I've watched has been fun. And maybe that's, you know, maybe I'll, I'll flip on WWE for the KO matches and the Cody matches on their uh, live premium events. I mean, yeah. That said, like, there are plenty of people that I would love to tune in and see what they are doing. Sure. But but as a whole, there is plenty that I could give a fuck less about. Um, Do I want it to be good? I want all the wrestling to be good. I want everybody to be happy and prosperous in their wrestling consumption. Yeah, Garrett, and where are we going to find time to watch Raw and SmackDown uh, when we're watching seven hours of Game Changer Wrestling over a weekend? (laughs) which apparently seth rollins was at himself oh good for him um uh gcw was in atlantic city he like he like the rest of us is sometimes sweetheart can you watch the kid this weekend i just kind of want to go to some gcw shows (laughs) well they were both in atlantic city that's right that's that meant he got to like pop over and there was him like peeking out behind the curtain but I also saw that the second one of those shows was over. Lauderdale was in the audience at WWE. I I don't I don't really know what I don't know what's going on with Brett Lauderdale. Um, at some point, someone's going to write a book in which they describe what Brett Lauderdale's life has been like over the last two years. And I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stories. And I just I don't really have a good sense of what those would be. But I think there's going to be some weird stories. It's going to be Jimmy Lloyd's book, right? <laughs> Oh my God! There's gonna Jimmy be Jimmy so Lloyd's many... gonna dictate his book to someone, and it's gonna be great. They need he knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> That's it. Jimmy Lloyd knows everything. If Stephanie McMahon can just steal Jimmy Lloyd, all of GCW's secrets are spilled. <laughs> oh. oh my God! What would he be in G in uh, WWE? Like he's a suit. Like Miss Corporate Jimmy Lloyd, I need. He would uh... be like Johnny Ace. That's the thing. He would be like, because um, Johnny Ace, I feel like, and Jimmy Lloyd had similar-ish careers. You know, they had <laughs> they some. Both fucked the Bella Twins' mom, <laughs> right? They both had some moments. You know, they're not, you know, big top guys. But I think, because I, I think here's the thing. I think backstage, Stephanie is like talking. She's like Jimmy. What's what's going on back there with those guys? And she's he's like, I've seen nothing. And she's like, this guy is ready for WWE management. So, so now every time he comes out, you hear like, He's, you're fucking with a different boy. <laughs> or like this hardcore, you're fucking with a different boy song. And now it's me like, you're messing with a stand up guy. Oh. <laughs> 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 You're messing with a respectable man, okay? He's a respectable man, Jimmy Lloyd. Like he's I'm he's not... even he'll 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 give up cigarettes if he has to. I mean, he'll definitely be vaping, but he'll give up those cigarettes. 
Pro tip, pro tip, guys. If you want to meet Jimmy Lloyd, just go to an AEW show and go to the smoking section. He is there every he time. Doesn't, he's not old enough to smoke. Like, he honestly, Jimmy Lloyd might be timeless. That guy could be 40 or 18. I have no idea. Unclear. Very unclear how old Jimmy Lloyd would be. Um, but I will say, I, I enjoyed the shows this weekend. A lot of death matches. Um, which you know think, I'm happy about. Yeah, my favorite thing, though, of course, was um, by far the wedding. It is incredible. It was, it's inc- It was so good. And I felt bad because I see that you're still sipping water um, in what I can't tell. What are you in? Are you in a, a, a Burger King in Manhattan this week? Uh, I see a lot of lot of whoppers surrounding you, and uh, just oh just yeah, I'm, I'm I'm eating an, an impossible whopper and uh, coughing. I I stop cough. I try. I go. You can't hear me cough on the show because I've I cough off mic. But um, yeah, still still just coughing very aggressively um, in this in this Burger King. Um, I got them to turn on some wrestling behind me though, so it's great. They have That's access great. at the Burger King. It's surprising. I know. <laughs> But yeah, this, that um, that wedding segment was pretty incredible. You don't GCW doesn't give us a lot of just talky segments, you know, right, like right for for those who may have missed it or may not be aware of what we're talking about. Um, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green renewed their vows at GCW this weekend. Uh, Maven officiated, which was incredible. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd was the ring bearer. Uh, Dark Sheik was the flower girl. Um, a, a bunch of different people were in the wedding. But of course, sort of most importantly here, uh, Nick Gage showed up. And uh, he just just wrecked a wedding in a way that I think, I mean, like people have wrecked wrestling weddings before. Nick Gage really wrecked a wrestling wedding in a way that was delightful. Setting up presumably Gage Cardona 2. On the heels of the previous night, GCW setting up Mox versus Gage too. So Nick Gage is back, friends. Nick Gage is back. No date set on either of these matches. No. And keep in mind, when Nick Gage interrupted this wedding, he interrupted about 35 minutes into Captivating a minutes. It ten, ten minutes of which were Maven, uh, maybe more. Ten or more minutes were Maven doing an opening. Um, and I got to say, Maven monologuing much better than an EC3 monologue to start a show or a You segment. wouldn't expect that. That's you not, wouldn't? No, I had, I honestly thought like, oh, we're going to have to watch Maven talk. I was like, nope, captivated. This guy. Delightful. Yeah, I could have watched it. I could have watched it longer. And, you know, is there introducing people that you think might interrupt? They bring in Blake Christian, who is, was heavily thought that he was going to be the person to interrupt this. Uh, but no, he kissed him on the cheek. He's a heel now. Alley Catch comes in with a present. Nope, not her. Nope. Nick Gage. And most important thing that Nick Gage did to me in this segment. So there's a, you know, it looks like a wrestling wedding. It's got the, um, what do I want to, like, not not an altar, but a. Uh, uh, I think of it as a trellis, which is, is what trellis. it is. Um. But I think it, I think there's a different a, a name they call it for a wedding. But uh, my dad has a trellis. 
They had that. They had a table full of presents, which included a purple bundle of light tubes with a bow on them. Mm-hmm. And of course, a cake. Because fucking, you there's know always a cake. There's a cake with, in a wedding, of course, with action figures on it. Because this is a Cardona wedding. Where do you think that sheet cake came from in Atlantic City? Where do you think Lauderdale picked up that sheet cake before the the wedding? Mm, I think there's a Seven Eleven not too far from there that might have mm-hmm. had a sheet cake. Um, Go it's to, hard. There's like not a, a lot like of fudgy the whale or anything. There's not a lot of places to get like. There's not a lot of like grocery stores in Atlantic City, so I presume someone ha- did have to take a little bit. Like they sent Big Vin out, and he did like he had to drove drive for like ten fifteen minutes to find a place to grab something. Um, mm-hmm. He was like bar, 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 strip club, bar, bar. Drunk. Um, oh, I forgot the cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, Chris, who took that bundle of light tubes? Why that, of course, ended up being Matthew Cardona, the Deathmatch King. Matthew Cardona's father. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, no, I think Cardona took one, and then and then Cardona's Papa. dad took a bundle as well. Yeah, a yeah. bundle of light tubes was, br- and that's the thing. So here's the, here's a question, Garrett. You're about to be a parent. Uh, I already am one. If your child was in professional wrestling and said, Dad, I need you to take a bundle of light tubes over the head. Are you doing it? Well, Chris, here's the thing. As you ask me that question, you're fucking with a different boy. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, absolutely. I would go in so, honestly, if my kid has taken a bundle at GCW, I'm more proud than when he wins the title at WrestleMania. I'm like, (laughs) you made it to what daddy watches. See, I feel like I, I think I would do it, but I think at first I'd be like, is this going to be a big angle, little one? Is this going to (laughs) be, oh, you're main eventing the show? Okay. What, this is setting up, oh, this is setting up you and the other big star in a main event? Sweetheart, I will take the light tubes. If you if you need me to do it, if you need me to do it, I'll take the light tubes. The only thing that could have added a little bit more is if Mrs. Cardona got a little time with the pizza cutter. <laughs> I have to say that even if my mother attended my fake wrestle wedding, she would probably be crying at all the swears. Yes. Some of the blood. And why is this so violent, Garrett? Why is your wedding? My wedding was already weird. There were enough people dressed as wrestlers at my Halloween wedding that I think that was hard enough to handle, let alone Papa Calendar getting smashed in the face with glass. (laughs) My dad would do it for me. My dad would definitely do it. My dad would be like, sure. What if you need son? That's why I love my dad. So. As we talk, not to change subject, mm-hmm. because I do sure. want to continue talking about this GCW show. Sure. Uh, my main thing right now is I, this was the weirdest setup to doing one of these shows, maybe ever. Okay. Um, I have a full plate of food <laughs> sitting in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both controlled our nutrition this evening. That's correct. And... To get prepared for this, I went, not to get prepared, but I went to see Hatebreed, the uh, hardcore band, mm-hmm. at Ryman Auditorium, which is an old church. Right. Uh, turns out- Beautiful venue. Yeah, beautiful. Honestly- Incredible sound. 
one of the best venues in the whole country. If you ever see a band that you like is playing there, worth the trip to travel for. On a on a, the, I've only been to the Ryman once, and it was on a tour. And while I was on that tour, Jack Johnson was sound checking, and that was fucking beautiful. Not because just because it's the Ryman. I was like crying at Jack Johnson sound checking. The harder they come, that it's That's it's awesome. that it's that amazing a room, guys. It, it truly is. It, you're sitting in the original church pews. They've got the original stained glass. It's just, it's one of the few venues in the country that like the history is preserved. You can feel, you know, you can look at that stage and be like, holy shit, Johnny Cash played on that stage. Elvis played on that. You know, everybody played <laughs> on that stage. Tonight, Hatebreed became the first <laughs> band from the hardcore scene to ever grace the stage. And they understood how weird that was. Um, <laughs> They're like, we, they're like all day. We thought everybody was going to be like, you can't play here. Uh, and they said, even up until five minutes, we thought they were going to be like, actually, we've changed our minds. You're not allowed on this stage, but they did. <laughs> Weirdest thing. Also, I had a whole row to myself. It was not a heavily attended show. Uh, That's always nice. Yeah. They were the opener for Black Label Society and the 40th anniversary tour of Anthrax. Um. But yeah, there's no pit. So it is completely seated in church pews, I mind you. And downstairs, there's some real security guards. Upstairs, it's more like... You ever been to a museum and seen like the docents? <laughs> sure. Just like the old people taking care of the museum? Yeah. The lady policing my section, maybe 75 years old. <laughs> Uh, hanging out, hanging out with a bunch of devil worshippers, <laughs> and she has to go down the rows and tell all the like fifty-year-old men with head tattoos to please stay in out of the aisle. <laughs> and this is just like last night. Vince Gill was there, or you know, like somebody. <laughs> this is this is above her pay grade. She shouldn't have to deal with this. But it was nice. It was beautiful. I had a great time. <laughs> Rushed back and kind of fell into my own master chef challenge okay uh, if you will i was speed cooking and basically in my whole like in my mind the whole time i kind of had like marty squirrel calling me a numpty and saying that's not enough seasoning that's too much seasoning um but i've got a plate of food in front of me <laughs> i like that the very specific you're imagining here is that uh it's it's the villain as well i guess it makes sense um because there's always a villain on these chef shows but he's the one yelling at you um about this but what british wrestler is gordon ramsay to you <laughs> oh uh william regal oh that would have bit me yeah yeah I picked a sex pervert. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I I sped through making a plate of cod steak. Cod, and... of course, the the rock's favorite fish. Really? I didn't. Is that in his book? He has a cod farm. The rock eats so much. Have you ever seen the thing about the rock's diet? The rock eats so much cod. He bought a cod farm. What, like just to supply himself basically i don't even know what to say to that like where does the rock live he lives in california and has a cod farm there or florida i don't know somewhere he's somewhere in one of those places he has a cod farm what a fucking honor for a fish yeah to be 
you know, bread to just be eaten by a worldwide celebrity. My assumption is that the fish talk to each other. They know what's going on in The Rock's life. And they're like, he's going to eat me and then film a Fast and Furious movie. I'm very excited for this. I might get to, I might get to meet Jason Statham while I'm out there. You know? He at least is going to get to meet a whole bunch of Terramana inside the belly before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets shit out into Rock's golden toilet. But so, oh, so, so you have you have a uh, so again we, we talked about this last week, but just to remind our listeners in case they may have forgotten, um, we both purchased uh, control your nutrition spices from the Dudes Gourmet via so through for EC three and and our friends Braun and Control Your Narrative, um, again really on the recommendation of Dutch from ROH, she said they're great spices, you got to get them, so we did this. Um, I got two steaks, so I got the two beef spices. I got the regular Control Your Nutrition beef, and I got Braun Strowman's uh, Beef King. And uh, I went to a butcher store in my neighborhood called the Old Fashioned Butcher Shop because I felt that was appropriate for this. There's no flips at the Old Fashioned Butcher Shop. There's no five super kicks. You know, no one's kicking out of finishers at the Old Fashioned Butcher Shop. You just roll in there, you look around, and not for too long. They don't want you, like, overthinking this. They're like, tell me what meat you want. We will cut it for you. Here you go. Very simple exchange. Um, the butcher got- monologues at you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Brutus Beefcake's place. He's been doing it ever since he called himself the butcher in the <laughs> mid-90s. He set up this little place. Hogan bankrolled him. But he's great. Hogan wishes he could get that money back, but <laughs> Hulk started Pasta Mania. The butcher started the old fashioned butcher shop. Um, and it's going great. It's going great. Um, so I I so I, I set up two filet mignons on the grill and uh I cooked the cooked the crap out of them. You know, just kind of heat it seared them at the end. Uh, I think I told I was telling you, Garrett, I, I think my uh I think I ran out of propane in mid mid grill. I was gonna say, like, you are you're, you're a grill boy. I like grilling. I'm you know, I'm in my late thirties and I was told once that yeah, you either gotta get into uh barbecuing or the or civil war books. And I read way too much about wrestling and the Grateful Dead to get into Civil War books. So <laughs> I went with the barbecue. Wait, so what age did you hit where it was one or the other? Because I know I'm coming up. I think you're a little older than me. I think it's somewhere in your late 30s. I think it's kind of when you have a kid. I think it's time for you to make this determination, Garrett. I think you've either got to get into some like weird history stuff or you've got to get yourself a grill and just start. And here, here's the advantage, though, of, of the grill thing is that, um, you know, you're going to have you're going to have a kid. You're going to have birthday parties and stuff like that. It's going to be kind of chaos, and I never understood the lure of, and benefit of the grill until that moment where there were a, a bunch of children screaming, and I was like, sorry, I'll be over here making the hot dogs. Yeah, I... It's damn. nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's kind of a... One a of the dads thing. joins you with a beer. A couple of the dads maybe join you with a beer. You put on some music... You grill some hot dogs. Maybe you make a steak or two just to for shits and giggles. You keep it simple. You know, it's nice. It's nice. It's And again, those Civil War books are not that interesting. Who gives a fucking shit? Can I get into other history? Like, does it specifically have to be like musket times? 
I, you know, that's what people say, but I, th- I think it's got to be something kind of old and weird. It's got to be something that anyone younger than you will be like, that's real fucking boring, Grandpa. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not a grandpa yet. And it's like, you basically, you're ready to be a grandpa now. Well, I mean, I've got a grill, but I don't have a gas grill. We, I went charcoal. But mm. The problem is now you have to go down. You have to get the thing hot. I'm like walking up and down stairs. It's annoying. I've got a cast iron and a stove, and it takes me half the time. I think I think you go with the gas grill. You got you got time before you're gonna have to barbecue. You got time to figure this out. Either that, or you just find some weird history to get into. This sucks because I don't want to. Did you want one or the other? Like obviously you mm. you chose grill, but it also seems like you like where you ended up with it. I like. I mean, I always kind of liked. I have a a Super Bowl party every year. I always make like a pulled pork for that. I kind of like do. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I can I can get slightly more serious about this as I get older. Not that serious. Which um, conveniently now you are adding to your spice cabinet. Exactly. Um, well, and that's and the nice advantage. Sometimes I we grilled. Uh, this is before in between podcasts, uh, but before the last GCW show in New York, which was like ten minutes from my house. We uh we grilled up a tomahawk steak at the urging of Brody King because he loves a, g- a good tomahawk steak, um and uh and we ate that and drank some whiskey and then we went to GCW and it was a delightful experience. You can have pre that maybe that's how you get Nick Gage to come over to your house, Garrett. You say, Nick, I'm gonna grill you some meat before the show. I'm gonna grill all the boys. I mean, well, not maybe not all of them, but at least you and Jimmy Lloyd. I will make some steaks for you. I, I say all the boys and then think realistically who's coming to my house. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't even want to mention them on here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to get heat with GCW. Cause then I got heat with, you know, you got heat with GCW. You got heat with Stephanie McMahon. It's true. You don't want to see, see with Stephanie McMahon, but so yeah, I, so we, let's talk about it. So I, I, I grilled up these steaks. Um, gotta tell you winner in the house was the beef king. The regular control your narrative beef spice was kind of like it was like a chili spice. It was solid. I not a not a a, a high recommendation, but also not a negative. Um, but the beef king, which let's be clear, was basically high end salt and pepper, but really good. Really, it's salt. Like there's three ingredients on the list: salt, pepper, garlic. That's the whole thing. But it was really delightful. My wife was like, what is this? This is terrific. I was like, this is Braun Strowman's meat spices. <laughs> and she was like, this is really good. I I want to have more of Braun Strowman's meat spices. So, um, and I, I do too. I think I'm going to regularly be cooking with Braun Strowman's meat spices. Um, this is... I, I can't believe I'm saying this because, again... You guys have listened to the podcast. We, were, I was ready to have jokes about how bad this stuff was. Honestly, kind of great. <laughs> so, as Leah, when I get home, my my nine month pregnant wife is asleep in the bed. I'm like clanging and banging in the kitchen, and I, <laughs> she's like, "Why are you cooking?" I'm like, like "It's a bit, sweetheart." <laughs> like I'm cooking like insane where it's like I'm cooking three different things at once. I'm like yelling at the cat cuz it's trying to get some of it. I'm like I'm cursing because things aren't going my way. I'm like, You've got you know, an I'm, you've got an invisible British man yelling at you. Yeah, I'm getting called a fucking numpty over here by a sex predator and like, <laughs> I got a lot going on. And I just also 
losing my voice a little bit, a little deaf from the screaming at the rhyming. It makes sense. So it's been a busy night. It's just one thing straight into the other. But as I get a plate of it done, I just like, I'm in a rush. So I basically just walked into the bedroom and just drop a plate packed with food. Hmm. Uh, so steak. Uh, it okay. is a, it's a, it's a petite sirloin. I got it from the, uh, the Kroger meat department, like the, the guy behind the counter, you know? Okay. I, Cause I knew I was doing the fish, so I didn't want to do like a, a big steak. Hmm. I got the cod and then I cut up some onions, some, uh, green sweet peppers and some zucchini and, you know, poured a little olive oil on it. Like got that going in the, the cast iron and <laughs> seasoned it up with the control your nutrition veggie seasoning. And I dropped this on the the bed in front of her and I'm like still getting mine ready. I'm getting the show set up. I hadn't gotten to eat any of this. And from the other room, I hear, hey, do you want to know how this was? <laughs> She's like, do I think she thought she was coming on the show, which I felt a little bad that I was like, no, you aren't. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it, it's just because of the microphone situation. Not Only if you're hearing this, you're welcome. It's just, you know, we... Yeah, it's just it's just Garrett's microphone situation. Well, because then I'd have to like set up. It's a whole thing. We're using a program now. It's um, true. But she's like, okay. Well, I want to tell you this: the the beef seasoning was fine. She right. said that was my fish, feeling too. Yeah, she said the fish seasoning and the veggie seasoning were so fucking good that she's excited to use them both again. She said, like, she she doesn't ever, she's like, we've got enough good meat spices in the the pantry that she's never reaching for control your nutrition beef again. But she said, next time she cooks fish, control your nutrition fish seasoning, 100% is going on the fish. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta say, it's really, it's great stuff. And really, the the thing with the beef seasoning is I think, I actually think it's got a specific use. Because it's, again, it's that chili spice. I think if you were doing kind of like a Southwest steak thing, I think you might reach for that. But that's, it's more of a specific use kind of thing. But the, I mean, the brawn thing, I gotta tell you, it's just very basic. And I will say, next time, I might use it next time I do a tomahawk steak. Because, um... Brody King always posts about it. I messaged him on Instagram. I said, what do you put on it? He says, just salt and pepper. Just salt and pepper and grill it, buddy. And he was right. But I think the salt and pepper, the brawn, I think the brawn beef king seasoning might be like an extra delightful sort of salt and pepper to do um, to do a nice tomahawk steak with. So honestly, uh, like what you said yeah. was in it, because a lot of these other ones do have a lot of other ingredients. Like way too many ingredients. And like the other day we were cooking some salmon, which I don't know if this would have even been good on salmon. I'm not Mm. sure. But when I handed it to Leah, she's like, I'm not putting this on good food. Like what is she's like, what is in this? The first ingredient is nutmeg. And she's like, absolutely fucking not. I'm not pouring nutmeg all over my fish. And now she wants to pour nutmeg all over her fucking fish. EC3, you clever bastard. These guys, man, I, it's impressive. It, this kind of makes me want to watch the second Control Your Narrative now. I wonder if I'm going to see it through different light if I if I watch it while eating a steak covered in the seasoning. You, I think you were on to something, I think it was last week. We have to get Brian Cage on this show <laughs> and get him to season his chicken with this and see if, like, 
if it if he's happy with it, you know? Maybe he has. I mean, he's got to be friends with some of those guys. I I kind of want to just ask I got to ask the guy I I want to ask some wrestlers like guys, do you know Brian Cage? And if so, I have a very specific question. Do you know if he seasons his chicken and has he used control your nutrition? <laughs> Cuz so I I posted the picture of um that that I had just uh, controlled my nutrition prior mm. to getting on here. I will post some pictures too, by the way. I've, I haven't done it yet, but by the time you're hearing this, I'll make sure there's some pictures up. Yeah, do a little photo shoot with them and send them because I'll do one. I got an EC3 eight by ten autographed. I got I, got I a, didn't. Yeah, you well, I got the four pack, which I thought was going to come in a nice little box. You know, like a little not like a collector's box, but you know something. I, they were all dropped in an envelope and like a beat up eight by 10 of EC3, <laughs> but you know, I didn't know that was coming. So who cares if it's a little beat up? That's a, that's a good memory. Yeah. Um, but when I posted that, a lot of people sent laugh emojis to me. Like, like this was going to be a joke seasoning. And as I'm sitting here eating, I tend to, I do agree with Leah that the fish and the veggies are like hitting my palate a little better. Like I'm not tasting a shit ton of nutmeg for it being mm. the first ingredient. But like this, even the steak seasoning, I agree. It, like it does have a little more of a chili powder taste to it. Not, not terrible. Like I would try no. it on other meat. Like if in a pinch, this is great. This is fine. I think, yeah, we, I think we all thought, look, I, our listeners, I'm with you again. I don't, I don't think any of us thought to ourselves, these weren't going to be jokes, but this turned out to be, um an enlightening experience i don't know what else to say it was delicious like, my steak was delicious again my wife we finished like we're not huge steak eaters we were polishing off steak we're like this is terrific i kind of wish i'd use i used i had a bigger there were one that was bigger than the other and i kind of wish i'd used the brawn on the bigger one um but i you know that was a mistake that was just my mistake next time next time i'll go to the old-fashioned butcher shop and i'll just Whatever I get there, I'm just covering it in bronze in bronze seasoning. It was funny. We were supposed to record last night, mm. but it was Chris's wife's birthday. Right. And he said that on his wife's birthday, he refuses to subject his wife <laughs> to bronze Stroman seasoning. Now it sounds like happy birthday, Cindy. <laughs> it tur turns out this is, I mean, last night's dinner was good, but I think t this was the birthday dinner, essentially. This was, oh, you got me a, a nice steak and you seasoned it so well and grilled it for me with this beautiful seasoning. That's, that's love. Um, I so hope thank you. Thank you, Braun Strowman, for helping me show love to my wife. Like, listen, EC3, my wife said as she was eating this. She felt the feminism sucking out of her body. So I don't know if maybe that's a compliment. Maybe that's a five-star review for you. But either way, I was ready to make fun of your seasonings, bud. And I got to take it back. I am sorry. Um, send me more. <laughs> These might end up being <laughs> gifts in somebody's stockings this year. Look, we... We've discussed this. We will shill for a lot of things. We will definitely shill for control your nutrition, guys. Um, the face, if you go to the, if you go to the website and you see the face that, that Flip Gordon is making, you might think to yourself, that's really over the top. He's like, Ooh, yeah. And you're like, that's too much. Flip is right. Trust the flip face. 
buy the seasonings. <laughs> Next time you're having people over for wrestling, just grill, you know, grill up some fish or some chicken or some beef, you know, and and enjoy it with your friends. You know, this is about this is about sharing and because again, this this whole podcast, it's really it's about community. You know what I mean? It's all about watching wrestling together and enjoying it. And, you know, food can be part of that. You might just want to grill up a nice steak for your friends um, to enjoy while you're uh, while you're watching a GCW show or something. I don't know. It's just I don't know if I'm sad that this didn't go more poorly or if, like, I'm happy I got a good seasoning out of this bit because, you know, like, it's not going to go unused. It obviously like it. I still have a chicken one that I haven't used yet, which mm-hmm. excited to try. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've just added at least two good spices to the cabinet. Yeah, I mean, look, we and we've got a lot of friends who haven't tried it yet, though. I mean, could we? Um, I don't know. I got. I got. I got to make some. Got to set some. Set them for facts here at some point. We we grill a steak every now and then, you know. And listen, folks, before you go out and buy this seasoning on your own, because we are not sponsored by Dude no. Nutrition or whatever this is called. Um, we need to get a promo code where it's like use offer code predetermined and save 10% at checkout or something. You know, I, we need a little kickback on this before you're buying this shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll Instagram, we'll, we'll DM them tonight. (laughs) I'd be like, you guys sold at least five cases. That's pretty good. (laughs) Oh man. Uh... gonna happen i think it's gonna happen um, i don't think this is out of our reach no no i don't think so either we we're not we're not that far from being the official podcast of control your narrative garrett we're gonna get we're at least gonna be the official podcast of control your nutrition maybe that's what we want we want to be the official podcast of control your nutrition like do our politics line up with you know those guys not necessarily but mine don't line up with you know like amazon either but i ordered some shit from there the other day like i can't no one's perfect. You know, you know what brings people across political lines? A great dinner. A great dinner. <laughs> maybe maybe control your nutrition is how we break down political barriers in this country because we share a great meal together and that's how we you know, with maybe with control your nutrition everyone goes, "Damn, that's delicious." We both agree on that. Maybe we can find a couple of other things to agree on. Just saying. This is truly going to end with EC3 on the podcast and us be like, hey, man, you made a good seasoning. I actually want to talk to him and be like, what kind of like I know it seemed like Stone Cold put in a ton of work on that IPA or at least tried a lot of things. Mm -hmm. How, How many different blends did you try before you said this is EC3's seasoning? Yeah. How long has he been into seasoning? Um, like what got him into it? Like what's, you know, how many different blends does he have? Um, what got Braun, you know, you know, why, why these specific things? I mean, Braun's had a note, something about how like, uh, the extra sodium is like good for your muscles after a workout or something, which I did not, let's be clear. I, I worked from home today. Um, at one point I walked to the dry cleaner and that was basically all the working out I did today. So I'm not (laughs) following whatever that is. Um, I did stand while I barbecued. That was good. That's good for me, right? 
That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, my my watch gives me points for standing. You know, Ooh, like, it's like good good job, good. bud. You you did it for a little bit. <laughs> We're all look with with a little bit of control your nutrition and some working out. We are all going to get into Nick Gage shape, basically, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. and. Gage looking good on TV. Gage is Gage is looking good. We were talking about this while we were watching, right? Like Gage. So again, we've been watching a lot of Appalachian Championship Wrestling, all mm-hmm. both of us. And you dig through there, and what you'll find is a lot of up and coming guys, a lot of indie talents, but also you'll find a lot of ECW guys having matches in which they kind of like walk around for like two minutes and kind of punch each other and like there's one chair shot and they pin each other and it lasts like under five minutes and it's it's not great um we all love these guys they all did so many exciting things for us you know 20 years ago but now is not their time and i was kind of worried that gage was in you know appalachian championship wrestling ecw nostalgia match shape uh but and and look if that was where he was that would have been okay we all love nick gage Body breaks down. He's certainly given a lot to all of us. Um, he's given blessings to Garrett's child, but he seems like he is fucking back and ready to go um, and has at least one more great run in him because he, he looks like he's in great shape. Yes, that a match yet. I'm excited to see it, though. Well, so how, what you described with the ECW guys and, you know, like not being in such great shape, taking the chair shot, taking the pen. Uh, that's what we call a West Virginia five star. Um <laughs> I just I need that to to be known, you yeah. know that in West Virginia, we love that. That's our that's our boys. That's our moves. We love it. But no, Nick Gage this weekend. I mean, is good. Like honestly, two pretty good shows. Like especially night one, some really great shit. Like the entire second half of that show was just like banger, 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 banger. Like did not slow down. To be clear, though, this the second half of night one. Uh, I think your enjoyment will goes up the more comfortable you are with stabbing. Well, okay, you're fucking with a different boy, Chris. Um, <laughs> are you? Are do you consider this isn't to Chris? This is to the listeners. If you consider yourself a different boy, this is for you. Do you like seeing a man and a lady bleed on each other? Is that your thing? This is for you. Uh, God, that Cologne Rita match. There is a I know like we're kind of hopping all over the place. There's a spot in that match though where she is like I don't know like kind of in the Jesus pose with a light tube behind her arms and Cologne just knees her in the face so hard or what appears to be so hard and that light tube explodes. It was it was something to behold. I mean, that was a 21 minute death match. No, those guys they wouldn't pretty nuts there although i would actually say the most in terms of like disturbing images and again in later matches on the show people were using knives on each other um cole radrick's pants (laughs) (laughs) oh my god cole radrick was wearing so you know how in the early 2000s no this was night one night one was he was he was in this cold he in, in oh, early Charlie two, Evans, yeah. In early two th- in the early two thousands, people were in these like big, very oversized pants. Cole Radrick was wearing them, just so big. It, they were like pooling at his ankles that he was he had to like pull them up to walk. 
they were like an aqua color. Like it looked like something like it looked like Gwen Stefani would have matched her hair to these pants in 1997. Great, great description. Yeah. These yeah, were, yeah. these were tragic kingdom pants. Like this. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. This was so, and, and he walks out, takes his shirt off and then, uh, beats the ever loving shit out of Charlie Evans in a way that felt, he just felt, how do I put this? Just a little too comfortable with it. Um, he just the guy like who drinks was, a monster energy drink and then, you know, he really needed the wife beater t-shirt to really complete the CZW 2002 look. Like, I really wonder, like, I really wonder if like the Briscoes walked past him and like did a double take and were like, am I in? Am I in an Elks Lodge in Delaware in 2001 right now, or what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think I wrestled with this guy. Are you somewhat? So, are you are you wife beater's kid? Like what? So I did find out from our our buddy Tag. Mm-hmm. I guess he saw somewhere online. I don't want to like ruin this bit because they are absolutely terrible pants. That it was uh, some sort of tribute to Sick Nick Mondo. Okay, so. Okay, but did Sick Nick wear bad, ill-fit pants? So Sick Nick wore big pants, but they again they did <laughs> not. They were not nearly that big, nor were they that aqua. He wore like blue pants. They were, I mean, they were big. They were not small pants. This was two thousand one. They were big pants. Um, like, were they Nick Mondo's through- pants? He like he purchased them on like a GCW sale or uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Nick was wearing the pants at some point. But one that's interesting because we talked about this, like Cole Radrick, like Cole Radrick was moving down the card. Like there were he was kind of doing that like, young up and coming pretty boy spot. And then GCW found a lot prettier boys to be up and comers, like you know, like Nick Wayne and Starboy Charlie, even Yo Ya. Um and I feel like uh, they were like, look, cold, not really a spot for you at this point, but you willing to get hit with light tubes? And he was it, like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, it really sucks that that's kind of the business, because there are some wrestlers that, you know, just. They, they you know, they, they could look a little, little handsome, you know, they need a little more. I don't even I don't want to be mean to them, but like, yeah, the prettier you are the higher up the card you are well no just selling... he had a spot like well because you've got to be the prettiest boy in the room like ricky morton was never like the most handsome guy but he was the prettiest boy in a room in like tulsa in 1985 well you know you're that works. basically saying that cole radrick was the prettiest boy in the room during this two-year covid era gcw where like now we're in i mean i don't want to say post-covid but we're in a time when GCW can I'll travel be to more in a couple days tops. Don't worry. Yeah, right, it'll be. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I look, I don't I don't claim to know the, the hearts and minds of like 20 year old girls, but I kind of get the sense that they're picking Nick Wayne over Cole Radrick or they're picking Marcus Mathers over Cole Radger. Cole, Marcus Mathers got that nice mop of hair. I don't know. Got those, those pretty boy good looks. Everett he, Connors. He right? No he's, hook. he's Everett Connors got a certain he's definitely not hook. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Cole Radrick is Cole Radrick is not hook. <laughs> like I yeah, I just 
I do feel bad for the guy because he was really there for us when we needed him. Like, I honestly, GCW got me through the worst part of the pandemic. You know, was it questionable? But they were, you know, they were in Indiana. They were in a park. It was outdoors. They were putting on great matches and they were. They were giving me something I needed at the time. They were giving me that There's little There's allegations about the testing, but they've never been proven. Yeah, you can't prove it. Control your fucking narrative. They did. Did they control the nutrition? They should. Use offer code <laughs> predetermined for 10% <laughs> off at checkout. Um... <laughs> Don't use the code yet, guys. We'll get it for you. Don't worry. We'll, give, us like, we'll, give us like two week stops. D- dude seasoning. We're going to get this worked out. It's, you know, they, I found, cause I found somebody's code to use to get 10% off. I didn't know who they were. I just Googled. Don't there Google. Go. Don't you fucking Google yet. You wait. No, that, um, yeah, those pants though. Those were really the topic of conversation beyond the Cole Radrick match. Like those kind of, those stuck in my memory for the whole weekend. I'm going to be thinking about those pants for years. Would you wear them I, if I found them for you? Uh, yeah, I'll wear pretty much anything. So if you, like, if as a bit, you were like, Chris, you're going to wear these pants to a GCW show and try to find Cole Radrick and just be like, hey, buddy, how's it going? And, like, not talk about the pants. Just be like, yeah, I'm just, this is what I wear. How's it going? Um, I will do that. I you once do wore, in, co- in college, I once wore silver vinyl pants that I Ooh. found at a store in Flushing to like some party just cause it seemed fun and different. Um, and, uh, I got to say, cause people used to, some guys used to like wrestle in those like vinyl pants, like the backseat boys like wrestled in like vinyl pants. And I don't know how they did it. Cause just kind of like walking around, it gets swampy down there. Yeah. And to have to do, I mean, even 10 minutes of work in those. It was- yeah. Like they do not breathe. Those are not, you know, it's not breathe, breathable attire so what what's your ideal uh wrestle attire for you like if you were to go in the ring right now like what would you be grabbing see this i told you a shane douglas guy i think i'm i think i'm going like trunks like two colors you know maybe like green and white green and yellow or something you know trunks with with something on the back some knee pads some like classic boots and probably look probably some tassels couple tassels on the coming out of the boots you know, tassels win those cheers, and those cheers sell those t-shirts. Exactly. Exactly. Tassels flying, you know, maybe I got tassels on my arms, too. Maybe if the biceps are, maybe it ties off the biceps, makes them look a little bigger. I don't know. Just saying. I I wish I could pull off tassels. I'll be honest. I think if I'm reaching for clothes, I've got some body issues, Chris. I... I've especially like the last year I've gained uh, uh, quite a bit of weight. I'm going to be in more of a Kevin Owens situation. I'm going to be in some baggy basketball shorts and a shirt that in my mind makes me look thinner, but um, doesn't do me any favors. I think you, I think you accentuate. I think you have fun with it. Like I've, I have been on stage in like body suits and um, it does just, once you're sort of sucked into one of those things, it really does make you feel like, whatever let's just go for it like you lose any sense of like shame or like concern about your body when you just put a bodysuit on you're just like i'm just gonna have to accept this i am what i am although to be fair when i wrestled when i in, in um 
in Extremely Serious Wrestling, which of course you can see on independentwrestling.tv. Go subscribe there. Um, I I was in a t-shirt only because I had a thing that said number one dad. I got a, a, my character was the ultimate father. So um, you were pre-Dan the dad. I think it was pre-Dan the dad. I think Dan the dad, um, I'm not going to say he stole it from me, but you know, he was probably watching IWTV one night and thought to himself, I, I can be that too. I'm a dad, you know, and he just, he just leaned in. It's a, I always say it's a great character because, uh, dad, a, a dad is a natural tweener. <laughs> Take FTR. Exactly. Right. You could be a baby face one week about being a dad. Next week, you could definitely be an asshole dad and be, you know, how many times have, have all of our fathers flipped back and forth baby face heel in our lives? You know? <laughs> The second that I, I mean, the second that belt comes out, heel move, heel move. Well, that I would actually say I did. I always wore a belt just for that moment of being able to like pull the belt out. And on a on a comedy wrestling show, that always got a very serious reaction. People were like, "Oh no!" That's because it 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 brings back memories, even if you didn't have it happen to yourself. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street Six, Alice Cooper is Freddy Krueger's father. You see him pull his belt off to discipline young young Frederick. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just you know it's ingrained in our minds it's true it's true I, I can say i've been in battle royals with orange cassidy have you really yeah yeah in wow we didn't have a spot to, i don't think we had a spot together in that one i've done some stuff with other indie wrestlers but not uh but orange is by far the most famous i uh, uh xsw alum um go go watch some of those he's he's tremendous of course i mean it's, is that it's still cassidy. going uh there we you know we there's actually one in the can that hasn't been done but we got to bring it we should bring it back soon i don't know we hasn't been we haven't done one in a bit some of the guys from and gals from xsw are, are doing uh working indies right now if you go to like watch wrestlers lab on iwtv um or some of the other um camp leapfrog some of them are on sazzy boatwright um and, and dan the goddamn candy man uh are both xsw alums and are terrific and they're ripping it up and they're super fun um so go go check out those shows if you're i mean again to be clear i mean after you've watched all the beast man matches like once you out we, have we looked at iwtv do we have access to beast man on there? so i've tried there's a lot of people with beast like it's hard to search beast man on there i think there might be one KGB or two matches yeah but there's yeah there's a lot of beasts it's just it's hard there's another guy named the beast or beast something it's tricky so i don't know if any of them are him so i've mostly been relying on the youtubes um youtube keeps feeding me more beastman matches you are gonna have such a hot two weekends in a row of all out followed mm -hmm. by beastman versus janella which we had a lot of all out discussion over the weekend and i do need to apologize to you uh, my wife said that i was too mean um, she overheard some of our conversations and I was trying to peer pressure you into staying at a terrible hotel and by hotel, I mean motel for our enjoyment. And I apologize. Do as if I were listening to the show, would I want you to stay there? Yes. Uh, but I'm sorry. Thank you for that sincere apology, Garrett. Um, you know, again, for the listener's benefit, 
um, because some of you are listening to this conversation that we're having right now. Um, (laughs) This isn't just you and I last year fun on a Tuesday night. Last year, yeah, we we would do it anyway. But um, last year during All Out Weekend. Now, so for those of you who haven't been, um, obviously the the Now Arena is in Schaumburg. That's where the AEW shows happen, and the GCW shows happen at a place in a neighborhood called Hoffman Estates right nearby. And um, the uh, they happen at a place called uh, the Grand Sports Arena, which as you're get, trying to get that in your mind, don't think of something that's grand or, or sports, sports arena. arena. It, I mean, there's sports there. Think of like a totally fine sports place. Think, <laughs> think, <laughs> think of a place that when you went to play basketball when you were in the fifth grade, right? It probably happened at the Grand Sports Arena, right? We watched deathmatch war games where on Monday, like eight-year-olds played a very mediocre game of soccer, mm-hmm. right? So, but over there, there's a bunch of chain hotels, um, which are basically walking. It's kind of delightful because they're all kind of walking distance to the show. And last year, Derek stayed. In a red roof inn, <laughs> in a room where, look, had a murder definitely happened there, hard to tell. It definitely gave off the vibe, though, that murders had occurred there. Um, but did he have, did he pay 50 bucks a night and have a parking spot with a three-minute walk from the Grand Sports he, Arena? He did. He, d- he did. Look. Was he in a room that it felt like Cole Radrick had death ma- deathmatch wrestled a woman in? Yes. <laughs> Cole Radrick actually may have made those pants out of a red roof and bed sheet. <laughs> they did not notice it was gone. Um, and so, yeah, Garrett, Garrett, I was looking at while we were while we were watching the show, I was trying to figure out where I'm going to stay that weekend. Uh, Garrett was like, you should stay there. And I was like, no. I have far too much self-respect to do that, Garrett. While this would admittedly be funny, and it is still the cheapest option, it's honestly not that much in, uh, cheaper than several other hotels in the neighborhood, which, I mean, they're not the most amazing hotels, but they look much less like you're going to get murdered. See, I think he found a place that was actually even cheaper, and the only difference is it was across the street. So he would have to jaywalk to get to the Grand Sports Arena. He gets to save three whole dollars and the room, a fucking wild card. It could be anything in there. There could be treats. You don't know what the amenities are. They aren't listed. <laughs> it's not because there aren't any. You just don't know. It's, it's Brad secret Brad. amenities. It's a secret <laughs> amenities. <laughs> um. But hey, if you're—I don't know if anyone's joining me for Deathmatch War Games. So if anyone wants to come say hi and hang out during Deathmatch War Games, feel free. Um, Please, actually, I'll, I'll I be bet, there. I bet um, Lowell and Matt will be there. I have a feeling I—they'll be in town for the the show the next night, and uh, you should go hang with uh, hang with our friends up north. I'll buy them. I'll buy them a taco. Do they have tacos at the Grand Sports Arena? They have tacos at the Grand Sports Arena. That's the thing. In this place that's in the middle of nowhere outside Chicago, there's um, a little old lady in the center making tacos. Um, and one of them that I had last year, now, they because I, I ordered it and they were like, do you mind if it's spicy? And I was thinking, I'm thinking, well, I'm in 
the middle of like outside Chicago. You're like, thinking in the Midwest mid- spicy, yeah. Which yeah, is like- I'm literally oh. the nearest restaurant is an IHOP. Like I'm, I'm figuring, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm from New York. I like spicy food. Let's do this. Um, I like couldn't feel my tongue for a solid 15 minutes after I took a bite of this thing. This woman is churning out insane. In again, where kids are definitely playing soccer, she's just churning out insanely spicy tacos. It's this incredible. Not- I love her. Is somebody who grew up in the Midwest, this is not a Midwest thing. And also, she's given a room of 5,000 plus people tacos. Yep. In a place where there's one fucking toilet for everybody mm-hmm. to use. Oh, yeah. One. One toilet. Oh, yeah. She's evil. And I kind of like her. Like, she, um, you know how I was saying, I was kind of telling. She's Nick Gage's kind of lady. I was telling <laughs> I was telling Chris over the weekend um that Sawyer Wreck was on night 2 fighting mm-hmm. Rita for the 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 hardcore title or great match like, another great match awesome match oh god like a a DVD into the to a web of barbed wire it was brutal I love Sawyer Wreck um in my mind she's my deathmatch girlfriend she doesn't know this, but I got a little deathmatch crush on her. She's so tall. She's like Elizabeth <laughs> Bicky, and she's cute as a button. Uh, <laughs> love you, Sawyer Wreck. But I think this taco lady might be my new deathmatch girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, like, send her, I'll send my love to her, Garrett, for you. <laughs> I'm so sad that I don't get to be with you guys at this. And that deathmatch war games, like they've officially posted uh, all the teams participating. Sure, yeah. It's a five tag team war games match, which is interesting because we were talking about that, you know, that they were announced they were going to do war games again. It was hard to see what two teams really were set up. And they just avoided that by saying, no, instead of having two teams, we're going to have five tag teams because I think the most heat in GCW really has been around a tag team division this year. So, hey, that's that's how we're going to do deathmatch war games. It's the Briscoes against Boosie against the second gear crew against um John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne and Which against they, two wrestlers they do have a who, team name now. Oh, what's that? What's that? They're the Mega Bastards. Great. Tremendous. I'll buy that t-shirt. I um 100% love those two. Like maybe the top two guys in deathmatch wrestling right now. And against two guys who we really have to learn how to say their tag team name because I just keep calling them the Mexicans and I feel bad about this. But Which... Miedo Extremo and Ciclope uh, Los Macisos? Is that right? Is that close-ish? Los Macisos. Macisos. Yes. Macisos. There we go. I Ciclope's got a great t-shirt, which is just his face just blown up huge. It's amazing. And I it feel, is, yeah. double-checked, it is the Ciclope from the 90s. Same guy? That's what I'm told. I checked. He I was talking so to young, guy. though. I, I was talking to a guy, yes, at, at one of the g I'm like, that's the same fucking Ciclope? He's like, yeah, apparently. I'm going to double check on that because we'll double check. This guy looks like he could be in his mid twenties. I mean, we'll try. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, yeah, those two shows, do you have any other standout matches? Like, I guess I do want to bring up before we, we go on or like, you know, before we, cause I know we're coming close to the end. The Moxley versus Effie match was as much kissing. So much kissing. And I say that, with all the positivity in the world. Like we got an Effie match out of the AEW world champion. It was awesome. 
Uh, Jim Cornette seemed to to hate it dearly. Um, but I think, man, the promos that happened at the end of that match, which it was a great match, followed by even greater promos. You think Jim Cornette didn't like two men kissing in a wrestling ring and didn't understand why that worked for a crowd of GCW fans in 2022? Which, this is so fucked up about Jim Cornette. Like, his... <laughs> I was telling Derek, I said something to Derek today that Jim Cornette's opinions, like he is like the Fox News of pro wrestling. It's sad, though. But he and I's politics seem to align in the real world. Right. But in the it's ring, not the same Cyclope, by the way. I was totally wrong. I was going to guy next to me at the show was wrong. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that guy's way too fucking young. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like. How can you have a that room was so hot, man. Like that room was loud. Like our uh, we have a listener of the show, friend of the show, Noah, who was in the room. And he said that the showboat is like, you know, usually crazy. But that was exceptionally crazy for that match, Um, which is so it was so fun. Like, I love to see Effie get a main event match, no matter who it's against, let alone one of the top wrestlers in the fucking world. And Mox, I will note, Mox did find a way to bleed, even in a match with Effie that did not have otherwise a lot of deathmatch spots. It looked like he bladed himself on the kiss. <laughs> Which is like right at the end of the match. It looks like he had to sneak blood in in the last 30 seconds. He's like, okay, they told us we got to go home. Slice across the forehead. <laughs> All I could think was like, how many times has he bladed, like... Like, how long was it into his relationship with Renee before he bladed himself when they kissed? <laughs> it was, that's, I mean, when they were exchanging vows, just a oh. single drop of blood trickled down the nose. <laughs> my love, my blood, <laughs> and just a small, with this blood, I promise you. <laughs> she's like using her wedding dress to like tack like no stop the stop the bleeding um yeah, but then so after the effie match moxley said this is insane too because it's so hard to think of john moxley as a heel anywhere mm, yeah like he's just he's so over i mean what was it last year he was voted number one wrestler in the whole world by someone, probably sure. Yeah. Well, well, I would think that was a PWI. Oh, sure. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I think he was. I think he was number one last year, and for him to be in this small room, everybody's going insane. He just beat Effie, who is absolutely a fan favorite. Gets on the mic and says, "No offense to Effie, but I am here for fun and for practice. And lately, GCW's been too fucking easy." And the booze that came in on that. And then fucking for whom the bell toll hits. The I forget is a Metallica song. Like if I went to a Metallica show, when that song started playing, I would think they were surprising me with Nick Gage. <laughs> like <laughs> crowd goes insane. Nick Gage cuts in, cuts an awesome promo about how this last year's been the hardest year of his life, and he wants the title back. Hardest year of his life, and this man has been to prison for multiple years. He's gone twice. He got out and had to go back. 
this was the hardest year. And I mean, it looked like it. It looks like he he was in a rough spot this year. And I I hate to see that man in a rough spot. Like he I it's so weird to say this about in my mind, I was about to say celebrity, but he is known in like so I mean, a celebrity to us. Yeah, in the in a certain wrestling context. I mean, he's not a worldwide celebrity, but he's. I mean, you know, people I've know who ne- Luke Cage is. I've never felt this sense of closeness and caring for a celebrity. Where well, like, no I their celebrity truly- has like blessed your child, has asked you about how they're doing and how your wife is doing. I mean, that's true. But you know, like, he's our gang leader. <laughs> We're in the MDK gang. If you bought, I'd say, at least one thing from that clothing company that ended up leaving and starting Circle Six, you're in the gang. No, but I'm, not with, but I'm with you. It's a big, it's an emotional moment. Well, especially since, again, like, they clearly, before, they wanted to do more than one Mox Engage match. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to do it, which is exciting. They haven't announced when and where yet i presume this hinges in some way on probably mox losing the AEW title because one of the things they announced was uh and i love i love that mox calls him nicky because you just know it's it's such a perfect little dig no one no one else calls nick gage nicky you can't oh no one like to to disrespect the king oh it's, uh. it's uh, like when when gcw does a storyline they do it so well. It's just, it doesn't happen enough. Like, are they only good at doing it when it's with Nick Gage and um, Matt Cardona? Like, we've not seen much outside <laughs> of those two people getting legitimate storylines in this company. But those and two are also, so good yeah. at it. <laughs> but yeah, and I think, but the, but the match they've set up, it's, it's title, it's for the title, but it's title versus career. Oh, which is going to be fucking intense. And I, I again... Garrett, you're telling us you're going to, no matter where this is, you're going to be there. So we discussed this. I think potentially it could be spring break. I think they would hold out that long because I think you had said potentially a Hammerstein show in January, which I'll figure out and make work if that's the case, but you can't have the balls out death match there. That's the down. That'd be the downside would be bigger like, venue. But, oh, again, unless there's somewhere else you do, instead of doing the Hammerstein, you do somewhere else bigger that holds, you know, like the Hammerstein does like 2,500 people and do something like that. It doesn't have to be in New York necessarily. Yeah. I, it does make sense to me too, that they would want to have Nick Gage win in New Jersey. Right. That would be the other logical location would be the, the hard thing is that I don't know. Can you, like, can you make that work in terms of, like, drawing the way you want to? I guess you just maybe just jack up the general admission prices up to, like, 50 bucks per or something. And you just say, to get into the showboat. Because they sold a lot of tickets for the first one. And those were $40 just to get in. And no one argued a do- about a dollar of that one. I'll tell you, Gage versus Mox 2, I'm, I'll be a member of the Patreon. Whatever money you make me want to pay to sit front row... I need that Nick Gage glass and blood on me. You're going for a row. All right. I would 100%. I know that'll be impossible, but I would, yeah, I would absolutely, like, that would, oh, that would bring me so much joy. There's so, that is absolutely a match, especially, like, in his promo, he said, 
I understand I'm getting to the end of my career. And before my career is over, I need that again. And then Mox, his response to him was something along the lines of, I know my dog has about four good years left in him, and I fucking love my dog. But when it's time, I will put him down. And Nikki, I'm going to fucking put you down. (laughs) And it's just like, God, like they like they basically emptied my bank account into that match where I was just like, (laughs) take whatever you need to get me there. It's such a great line because, you know, because our other favorite promo of all time or one of them, right, is the Cody Dustin promo where he also talks about taking a gun and putting a bullet in the head of the Attitude Era via his brother, which is spectacular. And and you, people will, will laugh about Cody now, and we all should, because the last year or so, two years, was weird. But 2019, that man was the best promo in the goddamn world, and that was exceptional. Um, but same idea. like, and, But it's an emotional moment, the idea that I will take you down and i think that's on the table for that's the thing we all know gauge is close enough where that feels on the table um i th- i think it's gonna be fucking i'm i'm there i mean if it's anywhere i mean if it's anywhere it makes sense i'm i'm there it's gonna be amazing that's what, yeah i mean i wasn't planning on doing mania this year just because baby's here but honest to god like leah has given me permission she's like even if it has to be like a there and back in 24 hours I will be at that match. I, and it sounds like Mania this year. We might get The Rock. So. Well, I, I do love the idea. You, you have a very supportive wife, Garrett. She's like, you can go where Nick Gage goes, and you can cook me as much uh, fish covered and control your nutrition as you want. I really hit a home run with my wife. I, you know, we, we're just, we're very on the same page about things. And I think she understands her and baby are number one. Obviously, but mm-hmm. Nick Gage, fucking number two, man. Like our cats are number three. Nick Gage <laughs> is above the cats. I love the cats to death, but Nick Gage just what a fucking guy, man. I yeah, I could talk about him for another hour. I think we're thankfully. I think we're going to get a lot more opportunities to talk about him soon. And the fact I'm hoping before... I'm hoping it's Cage him and Cardona's in Chicago. Honestly, of the last, like, what? when was the Cardona match? That was... A year, a year almost ago? a year ago, exactly. Last July. That is possibly my favorite match of the entire last year. It's one of the all-time great reactions to anything. I mean, just Cardona winning, the drinks raining down on him is just a perfect, like, I don't know. People talk about, again, we all talk about Jim Cornette. Right. And Jim Cornette wants to get back real heat and people it feeling dangerous again. Um, people fucking pelting Matt Cardona with shit <laughs> felt real and it felt dangerous. Um, and you know, and that's real. And Cardona being willing to put his body through that shit after being years of just being like basically to me on the same level as like a Dolph Ziggler. Like Dolph Ziggler isn't doing that shit for me. Matt Cardone is. I don't know. Like I, yeah. I look as I learned on Appalachian Expose with Brian Myers, <laughs> where he sat down with Shane Douglas on you, which of course you can find on the Appalachian Championship Wrestling YouTube channel. Um, you know these guys care about this. They've been pitching. They were trying to be more interesting and and push boundaries when they were in WWE, 
and they weren't allowed to. And they're Brian Myers like, yeah, I make a little bit less money now than I used to because WWE gave me insane amounts of money, but I'm much, much happier. Um, and those guys are living out their ECW fantasies and trying to get as much real heat as possible. And Cardona's going all the way with it. I'm very, I'm super excited for him. I mean, to him to be back. It's incredibly fast. I mean, he tore his pack. It was like three months ago. He's coming back. He does have a match scheduled in like three weeks. So he will be back. And that you'd think, you'd think Chicago weekend would be the right time to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for your sake. I hope you get to see it. It would be, those two in a ring, they made magic last time. I can only imagine it's going to be because they have to try and top it, right? Like they can't just put on a lesser match than they did the first time. No, I think they're going to go all out. Um, and the question, of course, Garrett, yeah. is is it going to be five stars, which, of course, is what you should rate this podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts or whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Absolutely. Hey, it is towards the end of the time here. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. On social media, I'm at Gartet. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Follow those. I'm, yeah, uh, I think I'm at should... Chris Miggs. You'll see. I'll I'll post some pictures of uh of uh of me. <laughs> you'll get to see the various concerts that he and I attend. You <laughs> honestly, we should have talked more about our our concert going because I know. Chris, uh, Fax and I are more movie guys. You and I are more concert guys. Like we, we have a large, uh, large, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. This was way more rum than I thought it was when I started. So, well, see, here's the issue, Garrett. Uh, normally we talk about what's happened in the last week. And of course I have not gone to a concert in the last week. Cause again, I had COVID I'm willing to go out to eateries, but not, not concerts. I won't infect a fellow <laughs> musical music goer. Um, but I will be going to a concert uh, this weekend. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that experience. And uh, um, yeah, we'll talk more about meat and uh, professional. We'll probably we'll probably both end up grilling up more steaks this weekend um, and, and talk about that. with. And I think Vax will be back next week. He's, uh, he's traveling this week. So he sends his regards to us all. And soon Derek um, will be here. At the very least, Derek and I are going to talk very extensively at all out weekend. And at worst, I will just repeat things Derek has said on the podcast. <laughs> and um, coming up soon, I am very, very close to having a baby. I'm going to my oh. chemical romance with my wife on Tuesday, which is like 10 years in the making for us. This is a big deal. She could give birth at the concert. So if for some reason a week disappears, it's probably because of that. Yeah, just don't, we're we're not going away for eleven months or two years again. We'll just we'll be here. It just we might allow ourselves a week for Garrett having a child. That being said, you guys record. I'll still edit. I probably have you know an hour fifteen to edit at night. We'll get it. Yeah, out. you look like a lot of times you know for the guy during during childbirth. There's a lot of waiting time. Yeah, that's what I thought. I even said to my wife, I should probably uh, go ahead and pack in my bag, the podcast stuff, right? So I can, can podcast <laughs> from the, the delivery room just in case. But yeah, either way, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Control your nutrition, control your narrative. Uh, <laughs> buy your beast man shirts. Love you to death. See you soon. <laughs>